Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for this shortened uh, Wednesday evening podcast, or I should say Wednesday evening preview podcast, are Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. Three games on the docket. Some NHL news we can touch on when we uh, talk about the first game as well. Um and that game is Canadians and Flyers. Habs are plus 154 on the road in Philadelphia. Uh, Flyers coming back at minus 185. And the total here is six. I do think that this game kind of just fits with the the pattern that we've seen with Philadelphia, which is when they get to these prices, you should be a little wary of backing them and start looking the other way. And we, we've seen Montreal punch up pretty well uh, in these kind of spots. Additionally, like the Flyers just, they've, They've hit a little bit of a stumbling block. One win in six, I believe. Five and five numbers dipping. They're now closer to the middle of the pack. Uh, when you look at like expected goals and high danger chances and that stuff as well. So, yeah, this team could be the better five and five team on, on Wednesday night. But they just, that stuff helps when they're an underdog. And uh, especially because, you know, you got to win that battle if you're Philadelphia. Because you're not going to win on the margins. But when you're laying this kind of number, you might not see the results you know, bear fruit of a, of a good five and five game. Cause it's just not the team that they have built right now. So yeah, I like the Habs here, Nick. I, I know um, this, this spot really reminds me of the blue jackets encounter we saw last week. And I know that Philadelphia deserved to win that game. Uh, but that I think lends itself to my point more than anything. Yeah. Um, I see it from a numbers perspective. I think it's the right play from a field perspective. I think Philly gets right here and, takes advantage i still don't think the habs are very good i think philly's better than they've shown in this last stretch and i think the oilers game and the pens game kind of sewered their numbers but the oilers and the pens are crippling everyone uh analytically right now so i don't know i don't love it i i, I don't think we'd be hanging around this game too much on another slate but i i kind of think the flyers are gonna get right here and get a solid win yeah um the price seems a little too expensive for Philly to get right. I mean, we've talked about it before. We like Philly, but, you know, as an underdog, you know, a plus sign next to their name, not really as much in situations like this. I grabbed um, under six and a half um, at the time of recording. Still out there a little bit. It's going uh, trending towards six, but I would really like under six and a half if you can get it. Both these teams, um, you know, especially in their last 10, have been under teams. Philly, two and eight to the over in the last 10 Habs four and six, their bottom 10 in goals per game, bottom 10, uh, the Habs are in expected goals, um, filling the bottom half there as well. And then both of these teams in the bottom three in expected power play goals. So it's not a lot of avenues for scoring here. I mean, obviously maybe you take a shot at six if you have plus money there, but yeah, I, I don't expect a, a lot of scoring in this one. Uh, yeah, and these are also two teams that just love going to overtime as well. So that's another angle you can maybe explore uh, if you're itching uh, to have a bet on Flyers and Habs. I like, like I said, I like the Habs, and uh, I think that will end up being the only 
bet with any sort of conviction I have on this three-game slate. But let's move on. Wild and Stars. Uh, the Stars just pummeled the Wild. On Monday night, they come back uh, to play each other again on Wednesday. Minnesota plus 160. Dallas minus 192. The total here six and a half. Uh, we could see uh, Jesper Jesper Wallstedt get a uh, starting goal for the Wild. He's a highly touted goaltending prospect. Marc-Andre Fleury is he's struggling. Uh, you wouldn't know it by the way he's covered in the media. They do love themselves the flower. Um, it's, but yeah, he, I mean, it's it's classic flower. He makes the amazing diving yep. save with uh, 30 seconds left on the clock. Makes the unreal loud saves. But then you forget about all the softies and the times he's losing <laughs> his net and stuff, which he hasn't been bad by any means. But I'm just saying, like, this has been the story of his whole career yep. where he's there's no one better at making a flashy save than Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, but, I mean, there's there's other concerns than that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Wild are getting healthier, but they've still got a long way to go uh, before they're uh, back to the team that we think that they that can kind of click into uh, gear here, maybe make a run down the stretch if they get their bodies back. Uh, I do think that the price on the Stars is maybe a little high here um, and, and maybe impacted by what we saw Monday, but um, I'd much rather bet Montreal than Dallas uh, on this slate. So I'm going to stick with the Habs uh, and and pass on this one, Nick. Yeah, I thought that this one I might be getting there on the under with my hope being that there's a bit of market pushback when Wallstat goes, but it's always hard to see. Like, you don't, I don't really, it's hard to gauge how people are going to rate it. But my, my example is that I liked Dallas on Monday and I liked them more once the the Murray announcement came in because Wedgwood had struggled badly and it was extremely realistic based on Murray's AHL numbers this year that he could play to the level that Wedgwood had. And I think people always overrate just even as simple as just looking at AHL numbers um, and and just using that as some sort of a gauge because it feels like every time I you have one of these backups coming in or guys who haven't been in the NHL this year, people just automatically say like third string goalie, backup goalie and all of these things when a lot of times that that guy can be very close to whoever's owning that role. Like it's not absurd to think that Murray can be close to what Wedgwood's been giving them at all. So I thought it was interesting that there was around 10 cents of market pushback on the stars. You could have got a slightly better number than you got uh, prior to that announcement. So I'm interested to see kind of what happens if Wallstack goes, who's obviously deserves to be rated even beyond Murray, what the numbers are. I think it could be a decent spot to try and target the wild. I could see the price getting pretty crazy here. And then the under six and a half too, I think are looks I might get on. It's a little scary considering Dallas's offensive play, but still think the avenues are kind of there for the wild. It's, it's scary. They're depleted and they can't own play like they were, but I think that'll be the way that they need to win this game. So I could see myself getting sucked into those two looks. Yeah, this wild team, they're getting a little healthier, but still kind of have to see it to believe it. Like I'm not excited to, um, you know, put my money on, like, I hope it's getting better. And I know that's the point of gambling. We say it a lot, but I just, you know, if this slate was bigger, I don't even think I'd, I'd skip over this game way easily, way, way, way more. Um, it'd be way easier for me to skip over this game, but there are only three. So yeah, no, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's too tough. It's, yeah. And they, I mean, they're healthier, but they're still not going to have cappers of their best goalie and uh, Spurgeon. Right. So, and, and Brodeen. Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's not great. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty horrific, really. It's probably <laughs> the second worst injury situation next to um the Devils right now. And I guess if you want to throw the Hawks in there, but no one really cares about that. Um but I think those like that could the number could be getting there enough. Like we I've been we've been good riding this kind of wild stretch where I think the numbers haven't been accounting for those losses enough. But I kind of think it could be getting a little overvalued here. Um and obviously the stars, Haskinen hadn't been having his best year, but he's out too, so that's significant. And then um if Edinger's still out too and he hasn't been as good. I just I think there's kind of a lot of balls in the air on this one, but my my thoughts would be leaning towards the wild and uh, the under, particularly if the market can can move in the other direction. Plus one seventy, maybe Nick. Wild. Yeah, maybe? that's. I mean, that's why I would play plus one seventy. I think, yeah. um, particularly, I want Wallstead to play. I think he's gonna straight up would be better than Flurry right now if you gave him ten games. So that's why I'm really interested to kind of see how the market rates him if he gets in there. The headliner is Vegas and Colorado. The Knights will be in Denver for this one. They're plus 120. Avalanche minus 142. Total six and a half. Colorado uh, coming off a shootout win over Boston on Monday night. They are... Is it fair to say they're quietly rolling right now? Because I feel like they're they're just picking up wins every night that I check. And it's... Everybody knows the flaws and can see the flaws are... They're like glaring, so nobody's really talking about them the way that we're talking about the Panthers and the Jets and the Canucks and such. So maybe those because those other teams are doing what they're doing, that's part of it. Um, but I do think that Colorado, at least for the time being, with once again dealing with bodies coming in and out of the lineup and suspect goaltending, they found the a formula to win right now is a sustainable to go on a run probably not um and i do think that they are thriving in games going chaotic and that's what they'll try to do here against a pretty well-structured team so this one's pretty hard to to handicap i think it's it's a lot of pencil and paper stuff to to kind of tactically break down and i lean towards vegas here if i had to play a number but it's uh likely a pass for me nick I'm pretty low on the Avs right now relative to market, and I still, I don't know. It's just handicapping Vegas right now is annoying. They're not playing very well. Um, I mean, they're going to score more, but they're giving up a lot of goals. And if you look under the hood, their underlying results are right, like middle of the pack for the 10-game sample now. They're not getting great goaltending. I think it's going to be hopefully significant for them when Aiden Hill gets back because Thompson's not saving anything. Um and then, like, I think the over, if anything, it'll be the chalkiest, most popular play. But I, I I can see the merit behind it. I mean, the Avs just keep pouring their top guys. Like, ever, they're all playing 30 minutes. It's crazy, which is why it, it's hard. It almost feels like the Avs can't be this good because you look at it, the way they're winning and it just feels so weird to think about a team that's this good with, like, eight players playing well. But that's exactly what the Avs are right now. They just... All their top stars are completely rolling. It feels like every night one of them has like a ridiculous standout performance. Um, and then the other thing about the Avs that, that has really helped them, I dove into this when I did the Panthers-Avs game. They had played a ridiculously bad stretch, and I think this has helped hide because it's 
it makes sense when you think about how are they defending this well with or how are they winning this many games with Georgiev struggling and like three players on the back end playing well. They had played a ridiculously bad stretch of offenses in December. I looked at it ahead of that Panthers game and I was like shocked because the teams were averaging 23rd in offense for like a whole month. And then they get out there and give up eight goals to the Panthers. And then, uh, you know, the Bruins game last night, I thought they probably could have given up more than three. Um, I tried to get on them, the Bruins live, because it felt like it was one of those ones where they were going to be able to hold the fort down and they eventually get a shootout win. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of just a lot to say that I think the number's close, but I think the over will be the chalky popular play. And I'm not going to talk anyone away from that, especially if Logan Thompson's in, like I said. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's a good point, but in kind of why I'm leaning Vegas a little bit here because I think that in a sense they're they're undervalued here because you know they haven't been playing that well and Colorado is been pretty high variance in terms of like they're they're scoring they're scoring their way out of problems as I like to say and you know Nick you saying you lean over I think it's really about what who dictates this game is going to kind of determine that because Vegas is, you know, three and seven to the over in their last 10. Like they've really had a hard time um, scoring. So it's, it's, it's really what, who you think, who you trust more to, to dictate this game. And, you know, just a month or two ago, we saw, you know, Vegas beat the Island or beat uh, Colorado seven, nothing. So, you know, I know a lot has changed, but I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of opening the door for Vegas to play the way that they want to play. And, um, you know, the abs being forced to, you know, use the rest of their bench and force those guys in action. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's crazy. You look and they're playing like drew N had 27 minutes of ice the other night. Like it's not even just the big dogs playing crazy minutes. And I, I know that he's been great, but that is like a pretty ridiculous comment on like how much you're relying on a couple guys when you'd rather play Drew in 27 minutes than really just, I didn't look at what bottom guys must've got shafted on the, the ice time, but there was a few. Um, yeah. It, it, I think they're both kind of hard teams to handicap right now. They're probably not both. Either of them are really ones I'm going to be on too much. And we talked about it a bit with Vegas and I think it was a bit of a thing in that Kings game. Um, that they're more than most a team where I'm like willing to maybe try and grade them a little higher if I think it's a spot where they're going to show out and play well. Um, just because it, it, they, they've played so much hockey. And that's the insane thing. They've even played a lot of games this season relative to the rest of the league. So, um, yeah, I think they're a hard team to handicap because it feels like they're just a little, you know, they're they're going through the motions right now. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, uh, that does it for the three-game slate. Uh, I do want to just quickly have a discussion because it's come up a lot now um, with the Panthers and, and Jets. Those are teams that we kind of... Oh, I thought you were going to say Cutter. Oh, I thought that's... What oh, no, we, I, I don't know if we should get into the cutter go DA <laughs> yet, no. Friedman um, ended the debate today. He he laid down the law and all everyone else's stupid theories will hopefully go to rest, and that was yeah. just it. 
uh, we don't need to get into that. I do want to ask the question though. Um, we, we, we've seen obviously a lot of betting momentum on Florida and Winnipeg. And, uh, so I guess my question here, and, and I didn't tell you guys, I was going to ask this question, so I'm sorry. Uh, but if you're looking for an, a team now to, to kind of make that leap, right. From kind of sleeper status to a, a bona fide, you know, favorite, uh, and you're looking at the the middle of the board, is there anyone that kind of jumps out to you right now? And since I didn't give you guys a heads up that I was going to do this, I'll, I'll go first. I think like the, the correct answer in my mind would be a team like maybe you could say Pittsburgh um, with the way that they're going. And I also think that there will be a little bit of value coming up on New Jersey um, with the way that their injuries are shaping up. And I, I, I do think that there will be a little, things will be a little stormy uh, for the Devils uh, for the next couple of weeks without Jack Hughes. Uh, they might they might just kind of plateau here or or even drift a bit, um, and when Hughes does come back, if they are playing all right, I do think that there will be a chance to buy on Devils futures, um, and maybe they can be the team that a month and a half from now everyone's like, man, is it now the time to get in on the Jets or the Panthers? So, uh, Nick, is there a team that jumps out for you in that conversation? I think the ones that you gave are really interesting, and I like them. Um... I actually sheepishly added the Penguins yesterday, but didn't really feel like putting it out there. Um, if you can get 40 to one, I don't even honestly think they're a team that can win the cup, but I have a lot of faith that their underlying profile, which seems to get rated more and more can have them coming into the playoffs as like a fairly well-seated team. Who's like borderline pick, pick them with like a pretty good team or like, you know what I mean? Like getting a really reasonable price. And I kind of view the pens as like a ticket. You could probably get something out of right now. I don't know if I like the way they like match up down the stretch in the playoffs, but I think there's like a pretty good chance they get in as uh, a team that is kind of more so viewed as having a chance. Like I look at them compared to like Tampa Bay's hopes and I'm like, what are the differences between these teams right now? Um, so I, I think I like the pens, as you said, the one I'll throw out there and people are going to think I'm kind of crazy. I kind of said it yesterday, but I actually think the Oilers have the upside to be like heading into the cup at plus 600 plus yeah. 650. I think that there is a chance for that if they like keep trending up to a decent seed, which which is kind of tough in their division. So maybe you don't need to reach too much, but they'd be like maybe one of my favorite ones on the board. Like they're just completely demolishing teams right now. And I feel like they're maybe still like a hair undervalued because of like their start. And I guess that you could say there's a chance they don't get in. But when you look at the Western wild card, it's like I think if the Oilers don't get injured, I don't understand. Like they're they're gonna get in. Who's gonna right. push them out? Really? Like the Blues? I guess our poor Coyotes are hurting. Maybe the Wild. I just I look at it and I'm like, okay, if we're getting a better price because of the chance that they're gonna like not get in and maybe not seed overly well, that's great. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of um, a team like the Ottawa Senators. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering if the conversation would get there. I, I'll say this. It. I will say this. You could. There was like 250 to one. Yeah, you uh, you could easily, you can convince yourself that a 200 to one ticket is is decent value on the Senators and not be wrong. Like, because if they do, <laughs> if they do play well enough and scrape their way towards some sort of respectability, and they're seven points out on March first, let's just say, which is still a high bar for them to clear it it is and you're holding the 200 to one ticket it's not a bad ticket to be holding it's just yeah the likely that's one is, take yeah i'm the, looking money puck has them at 1.3 percent to make the playoffs i know, I know. <laughs> so I that know. would argue against 250 to one being I, a good number pretty heavily i know I, but i do think that they are 
<laughs> yeah, we know what we think about them. They're better than I know. It's killing. Twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Don't worry, I I'll be in. I'll be in there scouting tonight to yeah. verify if two hundred. Yeah, you'll be you'll, to one if, is when fair. you see that when you see the Senators go up three nothing. You'll see Nick, you know, going onto his apps and and getting in on those two hundred fifty to one. After uh... <laughs> I knew what I was doing with that. I I knew what I was doing there. Um, yeah, you I, but I spurred it on. But I will say, uh, Leboff, you brought up the Devils, and you know we've said time and time again, like this is a team that we think is better than you know what they look like in the standings right now but their their rest of january like is not easy i mean um they do a little road trip here at tampa bay at florida at boston like that's going to be a tough spot playing boston on uh, martin luther king monday and then it's you know a little bit after that dallas vegas carolina tampa colorado like ugh, it's just it, it seems like a, a storm where like hughes you really need him here like i don't know if i would if I would buy with what their schedule um, looks like with this little stretch here, like I don't, don't see a lot of breaks um, for the devils coming up. So maybe, maybe they, they dip a little bit and then you can buy. Exactly. Yep. It's, it's interesting. And I was also just want to point out too. I mean, it seems so square, but looking at Vancouver 22 to one right now, like, I mean, like we know they're getting in, we know like, I I continue to be fascinated by Vancouver because I think you deserve credit for winning games a lot of different ways. And even though it makes us kind of scratch our head and say the underlying numbers say this regression, that regression, like they win games a lot of different ways. And maybe this well, and the underlying numbers just... are still like I'll jump in on the, like they're as good as pretty much all the other top teams yeah. the last six weeks. Like there's our right that like outside of kind of the oilers and the hurricanes and the complete wagons who just always show well on that avenue um there's are still really strong like i think they can definitely be priced with the jets and not to just keep picking on the jets but i just look at them as the outright favorite to win the cup right now odds wise and i'm like what has have they really pulled away this much with this 8 and 2 stretch I, I think that they're comparable teams uh, so yeah I, I like that um and yeah, like, there's a ton of market disagreement too. So that's, I mean, we always say this, it's an obvious thing, especially on futures when you just throw the bet down and leave it. But like the Canucks are 22 to one. Um, Some places they're 10 to one others. So yeah, there's definitely some good outlier numbers out there. Like what's, what's wrong with when the Stanley Cup playoffs start, you know, game one and you're like, oh yeah, like I missed the beginning, but I have Vancouver 22 to one. Right. Like, yeah. What's, what's... Not, yeah, they're one of those teams that if they got in and were competitive, I don't think it would surprise anyone. Like they have a great goaltender. They're they are capable of defending really well. I mean, they are defending really well if you just are basing it strictly off goals against numbers. So I don't think anything they're doing is like gonna be notably like doesn't help them profile well for the playoffs at all. So yeah, I think that you know, they're not like the runaway ridiculous wagon that they might have seemed at times, but I think they definitely deserve to be, you know, at the top. And you said it, Nick. If you're looking at this futures market, the way I picked out Vancouver is I just went down the list and I was like, what is a stable goaltending situation? And a lot of the teams ahead of them, I could skipped over until I got to Vancouver. Like that, we talk so much this year about these goalies. It's like, well, how about the team that does have a good goaltending? Yeah, situation? it's crazy. And I mean, that's the other thing you always want to keep in mind this is like a very broad statement but the playoffs are always so so hard to like envision and everything just truly does become 
very random. The games get so tight. It comes down to a few things. And I think every year people seem to be shocked and like unimagining that certain things can happen, like the Kraken beating the Avs and stuff like that. And then after the fact, it looks more clear about why it could have happened and that like the cracks were kind of there for the Avs and that sort of thing. Um, so I feel like you always just want to be open to that, that you want to just try to leave yourself best chance to have like a couple tickets that can get into really competitive seri series and, and tap into that. And then it's, it, it also works to our point of why we've been hating on like the Jets plus nine to one being like a ridiculous thing to do right now, because I just don't view them as a team that is like going to just dummy. Like, I think when they get into playoff hockey, it's just going to be one of those things. All the games will be such nail biters. They, they probably aren't going to be like blowing a team out of the water. Like it's, they could go in versus a healthy Minnesota and the games would probably be very neck and neck, like very competitive is the re like the reality of it. So I think that's kind of the point where you got to be careful um, with what you play. There's only been so many times in my whole, like kind of handicapping the NHL life that I've thought teams like were warranted being below 10 to one really. Cause I think that's just the nature of the playoffs. So um, yeah. All right. You guys did a great job. Uh, we'll wrap up here. Uh, we'll be back to preview uh, Thursday night, a much more fun slate to, to, to get into, to sink our teeth into. Uh, oh, let's throw this out there, Mike too, so that we have slightly less hate at the potential of three borderline passes. <laughs> just this late i think uh we'll probably be talking about it but i think the sharks could be a great opening line they they play montreal on the second leg of that back-to-back -back thursday and that could be hopefully the sharks win tonight but that could be the time that they end it i think they can really well, com play a competitive game with montreal who've got limited offensive weapons so i'm definitely circling that as a spot where i'm going to try to get the best openers on san jose and i could see there some see there being some silly ones uh Yes, uh, but you couched it wrong because that will be the the losing streak. Will that'll be the start of a two game winning streak after they beat Toronto on Tuesday? Sure. Night, Either way, I like it. Whatever yeah. it is. Um. All right. Well, get so get those sharks bets in early. That's why you come here. Get in. Getting <laughs> uh twenty four hours in advance notice on on a nice sharks bet. Bet worst <laughs> team in the NHL. Can't wait to bet them. I love Tim. just letting it be known that I'm looking ahead. Yeah, that just looking too. ahead. Can't wait to find that next shark spot. <laughs> For Tim and Nick, uh, I'm Michael. Good luck with all your bets on Wednesday night. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.